This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to get into the conversation, though, uh, here this morning about uh, scientific research and the state of scientific research in Canada and the idea of Canada thinking big and aiming big. Of course, we had the announcement last week, for example, of a breakthrough in fusion energy research in the United States. And that came off the heels of billions of dollars of investment by the U.S. government over many decades. What's known as a moonshot project. Now, Canada has been criticized in the past for, for not taking this approach or to be being too modest or too risk averse. It's a time that we change that. Is a time for Canada to embrace its own idea of a moonshot program. What would that look like? Well, joining us for some thoughts on that here this morning, very pleased to welcome to the program Alan Bernstein, who is President Emeritus of the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research. Alan, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Great to be here, Rob. When we talk about the idea of a, a scientific moonshot, what do we mean by that? Well, I think it, it's exactly what you said. It's thinking big and aiming big. It's being uh, ambitious about our scientific goals and to address a major societal problem, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, energy issues like the nuclear fusion that was reported last week or uh, listening to the news uh, just a second ago about the shooting uh, in Vaughan, Ontario. One has to immediately think about mental illness, a uh, major issue, uh, not just because it leads to shooting, uh, but because of, for all kinds of reasons, it affects society as a, as a whole. So I think there's a, a lot of societal challenges uh, that uh, where science has a major role to play. And by science, I mean it very broadly, not just lab science, but social sciences as well, uh, where we, we need to, we need to think big. And, um, I think the, the Americans have recognized that a lot of these uh, big moonshot uh, experiments are too big, too expensive, initially at least, for industry or the private sector right. to get involved and, and too risky. Uh, and, and so government has a major role to play here in terms of providing the funding and the thinking and the ambition uh, to do it, and the the, sh- the moonshot that you again alluded to last uh, last week of nuclear fusion is a great example of that. That experiment cost about 1.5 billion U.S. Right. dollars, or if I round it up, uh, a little over two billion Canadian. Well, and and it's interesting because this idea sort of changes the the dynamic of how this all works, where you know scientists or industry or or a combination of the two, and they come up with some ideas and they sort of pitch a government for some some funding uh, to further explore that idea. But the idea that the moonshot approach sort of turns that on its head. So how how does it change government's role here? Well, I think it, it changes government's role as being the prime uh, sort of venture capitalist, you know, and. And I think that's not really new. If you think about the major advances that have been made so far, the, not the incremental ones, but the, the big leaps that have really changed how we live. So think about artificial intelligence. It's a great example. So AI is affecting all aspects of our lives these days. 
most mostly for the better, but it's certainly uh, who knows where it's going to where it's going to go. But the, the initial research that funded AI uh, was under CIFAR's auspices, the organization that um, I recently uh, just stepped down from as president. CIFAR funded what is uh, through the federal government high risk research. Um, including uh, in Alberta, Rich Sutton's work in Edmonton that led to reinforcement learning. That has opened up all kinds of great, not just great science, but great applications to biomedicine, to drug discovery, uh, to all kinds of things. And, uh, of course, industry wouldn't touch it. It was too risky, too high, the timelines were too long. But once the breakthroughs happened, then industry is ready to jump in. And indeed, Google DeepMind's first investment outside of the UK, where they are based, was in Edmonton, Alberta. I don't know that very many Albertans realize that. So that that is a good example where government, through CIFAR in this case, funded uh, people like Rich Sutton initially, and then the private sector jumped in. And, and that's a great model of, of what can happen and what should happen. How do these research choices get made? How do we determine what the moonshot or moonshots are going to be? Yeah, great question. Um, I think it should be a combination of, of two things. The first and probably the most important is uh, what, what are societal needs? Um, uh, and so we need clean energy. That's hence the nuclear fusion experiment. But we also need a whole lot of other things. Uh, you know, I was making a list as I was listening uh, to, to your radio station. Think about uh, the rise of antibiotic resistance. It's a big issue. Imagine if we didn't have antibiotics that were effective against uh, a serious bacteria like strep A, for example. So uh, we need new antibiotics. Um, the pharmaceutical industry is doing some research there, but that's a perfect example where we need a moonshot. I've already mentioned mental illness. It affects take your pick, somewhere between 30 and 40% of our society, in many cases, in very, very serious ways. We, we need a moonshot uh, to understand how the brain works and how that leads to mental illness, amongst other things, and things like homelessness and things like that shooting in Vaughn. Uh, somebody was quoted on your news story as saying, hard to know why people would do that. Uh, I wrote down that quote. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the answer is that person must have been mentally ill. Nobody in their, in their I'll call it right mind, would, would kill five people, uh, and neighbors uh, in that condo. Uh, that person must have been mentally ill and, and must have been so angry because of that illness uh, that he, uh, he decided to kill people. Uh, and risk his own life, which which he did, and he was he was shot dead by the by the police. So um, why did that happen? What's going on in that person's brain? What's going on? How do we stop that? How do we prevent it? So that's a great example of a moonshot. So I think the first, you know, what are societal needs? Another one would be housing in the north, um, as the as climate change affects the north and affects the sort of the the kind of housing we need in the north. Who's going to develop the kind of housing that can withstand uh, the fact that the the the, the, the peat is is melting up up in the north, and the highways are melting. The highways are built on a permanent, you know, frozen infrastructure. If that disappears, how are we going to have highways? So I think these are examples where uh, the public sector, through government, needs to first fund the research 
to figure out how to solve these issues, and then the private sector needs to make it happen. Uh, so, uh, and I could, you know, everyone, every one of us have their favorite list, but, but I think those are the kinds of things that, that uh, the public has to have a say. I think the second input would have to come from uh, scientists. What's feasible? What's, what's a realistic goal given today's knowledge and given today's technology? And the third would be industry. Is industry ready to step in once there's a breakthrough in the science? And again, the nuclear fusion is a good example where I think industry is already salivating, uh, waiting for when they can, we can move in, I think appropriately, uh, and scale up and make it, uh, uh, you know, capable of actually providing energy, uh, for, for the world. So if that ever happens. So I think those are the three inputs that need to happen. But I think societal needs come first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see what comes of this. I know Commons Committee has been uh, exploring this and hearing uh, some expert testimony. Uh, you alluded to, alluded to the organization, which you just uh, stepped down as president, CIFAR. It's C-I-F-A-R dot C-A, uh, the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for making some time for us here this morning. Really appreciate the perspective. My pleasure, Rob. All the best. Take care. Uh, Alan Bernstein is uh, Professor Emeritus of the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research, among the organizations calling on the uh, federal government to emulate what the United States has done in other countries as well, uh, to take the moonshot approach when it comes to science and, and big scientific breakthroughs.